what's trapping y'all i know it's been a minute since we've been back and so you know welcome to married life and bank trapping i am the bank trapper and this is my beautiful wife the team of the banker and so it's been a couple months since we've done the episode and definitely not good on the consistency of the podcast uh, but we wanted to take a little opportunity to do some educating ourselves as well as uh, working on things that can help improve what it is that we're doing and so as you notice we got a green screen now and uh, as well as um, we were doing some things um, as a husband and wife to grow together bond together and, and, and grow so Oh, um, I just kind of, so, you know, being that it is the new year and, you know, even before the new year, we were like um, Bank Trapper was saying um, a few things that we, we've changed to improve upon. We've been, you know, the past few months, we haven't been not doing anything. We've actually been still making moves for our company and uh, how to bet um, so we can better service everyone and uh, making sure that we're at our best as well. And even if we're not at our best, we can be um, transparent about, you know, what's going on um, within the company. That way, you know, everyone can make their own informed decisions on what, you know, which route they want to take. But, um, you know, hopefully, well, actually not hopefully, but we are going to be getting on here more because whether it's myself or uh, my husband um, or my sister-in-law, we're, you know, all going to be you know, getting on here and, you know, educating. So um, we wanted to originally do uh, a New Year's episode and, you know, go that whole route. But uh, I've always been kind of a person uh, who believes that you don't wait for the new year to make a change. Mm -hmm. uh, you start to change now. And that once the new year comes, you can have things that are placed into your timeline that um, can go into overdrive, so to speak, but you are already taking steps there. And so for me personally, I had already um, had goals that I was working on. Some of the goals that I was working on was uh, getting more deeply involved in the DeFi space um, because obviously, you know, we talk about taking over your banking function and becoming the bank. And uh, now with technology that makes uh, becoming your bank accessible to people, even if you aren't able to get an insurance policy, uh, as well as for people who can get the insurance policy and join the two systems together, because they're more powerful together than they are apart. And so, um, I took time to do a lot of researching and uh, testing out protocols. And now that uh, the new year has started, now I'm gonna really uh, put my money where my mouth is much more heavily and invest in uh, different things. And so um, I was obviously looking at Ethereum. Ethereum's the big dog. Um, and I have, uh, gone with Acropolis. I like Acropolis and some of the things that they have going on with their vaults. 
um, as well as I have uh, Comp, I'm using Compound and uh, borrowing and lending against there as well. Um, and then um, Crypto.com ended up uh, releasing the VBS uh, DeFi ecosystem. Um, it was the very first one that they had released um, as a dApp in their wallet. And I had been holding on to their wallet for a while, but they didn't have much going on. And so when I seen that, it had me really excited because I do like uh, a lot of what crypto.com is doing. So those are just some of the things that I have been working on. And then for me, I've been um, working on, uh, so still tech. Um, I just started um, on my program for getting my certification to be able to work more closely with tech um, so that we can, like Elijah said, or Bank Trapper said, <laughs> um, being able to um, work with you all in ways to show you how to bank with, when it comes to using uh, cryptos and um, you know just other ways and styles of banking, self-banking. Um, and then as well as on the technology side of things. So when it comes to software and development and everything for our company, um, I've been, I guess, making decisions to bring in more income so that we can um, get ahead of a lot of our goals, get you know a lot of things taken care of a lot faster um, just because we do you know, everything is moving pretty, pretty quick right now in the world. And we want to make sure that we're prepared and make sure that we can prepare you all the best that we can. And so those were individual goals we talked about, but, you know, obviously this is about marriage and finance. And so what are some of the ways that you do that in the way those, you know, wrap together? Because for me personally, um, the way we work and how we have similar interests as well as our different interests makes us stronger. So, you know, some of the lessons, what are some of the lessons that you know, we've learned over the last year and since we've been on here and starting in the new year that you see that we could do differently and improve upon? Um, well, I could, could say that we've gotten a lot better at working together, especially like, because before the year, before last year, before the pandemic and everything, we were we would already work together when it came to finances and planning and everything. But I was checked out majority of the time, but I would still, you know, participate in some, you know, some of the planning, budgeting, um, and things like that. But I was still trying to wrap my mind around understanding how to like pretty much the investment side of things, like purchasing a home a home and mortgaging and things like that because then now he was alone when it came to trying to find out that type of information on how to do it and I wasn't I wasn't helping with that and so um, even though we made a few mistakes um, I learned that when it comes to all of our set goals that we have together um, that I do play a part in and I do have a choice and I do have the power to be able to have a say-so and 
be able to actually like say how I feel about you know certain things when it comes to um, making decisions and then also understanding that even though we plan um, certain things when it comes to our financial plans and goals it's not concrete because anything could change um, but just being more aware and being able to um, um, understand on my my end how I can um, better improve to be able to for everything to come together and one of the things I've learned as well is that um, I've already I've always appreciated uh, teamwork um, but I really do believe that um, It's different if you already um, come into the relationship having uh, a large amount of money and you already have a network and different uh, shit you got going on yourself. Um, and when we first got together, uh, I had um, been doing pretty well for myself financially. And uh, at least what I considered to be doing well, I was making a lot of money, but it wasn't being made the right way. And so uh, after I fail um, and remaking who I am as a person, uh, I would still, I still always, you know, like I know like becoming wealthy, maintaining wealth and making sure that the trajectory of my family is going to change forever. I've never doubted that. It's just how I was going to do it. And so with her being uh, checked out and having to go through and learn, it also taught me that um, it's not impossible, but significantly harder when your significant other isn't involved in finances with you. If they don't have an interest in becoming wealthy, like my wife does now, she does have the interest. She sees that she can do it. She has the confidence and understand the value in it and why it's important. It's not just, you know, to have nice cars and all that bullshit that a lot of people think. Um, it makes things go so much, 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 much easier. And some of those things are like, um, we, made a lot of really tough sacrifices uh, on not buying uh, anything uh, such as like new clothes. Uh, uh, one of her favorite things at one point in time was she loved cell phone cases. She would yeah. get a lot of cell phone cases. And then for me, uh, I love martial arts. And so anytime I could get some new gear and, and things like that, you know, I definitely do it. Like, actually, I want to show you. I wanted to purchase this real quick. I'll be right back. While he's away, I just wanted to say, like, a lot of a lot of women don't really understand the position. Like, we have the power to, you know, say, you know, make the make help make decisions. Because at the end of the day, if you and your husband are not on one accord, or even if you're not on one accord, if y'all aren't, you know, talking about the same things as far as goals, then it's not really gonna work out for y'all 
on the financial side because um, y'all's money goes, yeah, I mean, who's deciding where the money goes? And if it's just one person or if it's both, but y'all don't have the same goals, then that's going to be a huge problem. And for those of you who are listening and don't get to see this, uh, you can go to our YouTube channel. We're going to post this on our YouTube channel and I'm going to post it on Odyssey, uh, which will be on, uh, there's an app for it, uh, uses the library, cryptocurrency, and you can actually support us if you want. But um, just even viewing and checking it out is enough support and hitting the like button as well. Uh, I also hit the like button on uh, Spotify as well. It'd be appreciated. There's a like button on Spotify? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, so these are Yokao gloves right here. And I even got the matching shin guards. And these are like, uh, these ones here are kind of like the Gucci in a way um, of the fight world. And uh, to get the whole complete set and everything, you know, it was a pretty significant little chunk of change. And uh, <laughs> and I would I, I got all kinds of gloves in there and and, and special made cups and, and and all kind of stuff. And even though I'm using it as building me a real world skill and stuff like that, I didn't need to consistently buy them kinds of things as much the degree that I did. And uh, I love buying those things though but I stopped and uh, you know, a lot of things that she liked that she wanted to get and stuff, we just, we just stopped doing it in cold Turkey um, because your buying habits are an addiction as well. And uh, we realized that um, we needed to have a large amount of reserves utilizing insurance, cryptocurrency, uh, actually even gold and silver. And, um, we bit the bullet and um, really started um, operating and acting in a way of the bank and, and building these reserves so we can finance ourselves and change our trajectory of our whole family, you know? And so that was um, a few lessons that I rolled out in there, but um, having somebody on the same page. Uh, hey, example, with his gloves, I actually helped take care of his gloves. I make sure to remind him that his little, what is the little? Oh yeah, I got this. So that way my gloves don't uh, stink. Cause you know, I go in, like when I would go to the gym, I would be, I mean, I'm putting in hours in there and uh, there's a different kind of sweat smell that comes from, uh, cause I do MMA. So we're grappling we're, we're actually having a heavy amount of contact with each other as well aside from just boxing and stuff and so when you got like 16 17 30 different guys sweat co-mingling and dripping down into your gloves and different things you get a different kind of smell going on <laughs> yeah so i help him put his little things in there and when he forgets or i remind him i wash his rash guard and make sure it doesn't get in the dryer just because it can shrink and then we'd have to buy more. I know that we could use that money for, for other things. And so that's so like a lot of it. Like I really, I, I love martial arts. And so that was really a big sacrifice for me. And then the things that she really loved, she sacrificed. So that way, when we do um, get to a position to where we feel comfortable with um, those kinds of purchases again, um, we're approaching it from a different angle. And so that kind of leads me into another lesson that we learned 
uh, from last year to this year, um, and we were just recently talking about it, was uh, being uh, overcapitalized. Mm -hmm. And so breaking that down into nicks and dimes is just um, having a large amount of Well, it's cash, but um, beyond cash, because you actually want to have, it's a certain kind of cash that you want to have. You want to be able to turn your ass, your cash into asset cash, as well as you want to have assets that are generating more cash. But um, some assets that are just extremely, extremely easy to sell, that's what liquid is, easy to sell and get hard cash for to make a transaction. And... Uh, the reason why, you know, what, what were some of the things you talked about as far as, or would you prefer I answer um, why that's such a big lesson? Um, well, I know one of the things was that I know we had a talk about, even though we weren't over leveraged, we did not have enough leverage spread out. So our cash reserves, our brokerage accounts, like having what we need, like trying to figure out the numbers and percentages of what needs to be where, um, as well as, oh yeah, as well as um, we just talked about it the other day, how we used our credit cards as our savings, but we didn't really have savings, enough money in savings, but we had all this credit, um, these credit cards. And um yeah, no, and that, that, like speaking on that, um, so um, for those who aren't tuning in, you know, or who haven't tuned in before and don't know, and for those who do know already, um, I learned uh, about finances on my own. I don't come from a family who understands finances or, or credit or business or, you know, so everything, every lesson, everything I've gone through has, you know, been on my own first. And so um, I learned about credit. That was one of the first things I've ever learned about. I taught myself about um, researching books, different things like that. And so I had came across, I don't know how, I don't know. I can't even honestly remember if I thought of it myself this way or how it came to be this way, but credit in a way was like a form of savings. Mm -hmm. And so I had a lot of credit and my credit was very, very, very good. And uh, so if there was ever an emergency aside for what I kept, cause you know, my main thing was like, as long as I got my deductible, uh, uh, you know, the certain like pop-up emergency situations, you know, as long as I had that in actual cash, you know, my credit could take care of anything else and then uh, just pay that back over time. And, uh, that kind of thinking uh, got us both into some trouble and uh, had to learn about leverage ratios and, and different things like that versus when you are overcapitalized, um, you already take into account all of those different kinds of things. And when you have a large amount of capital too, um, opportunities are everywhere at all times. And so, we would get mad because like we would learn about certain things really early on, but didn't have the capital to, to take advantage of those things. Mm -hmm. And it made me realize that 
if we always kept some capital on the side ready to go, um, it would allow us to move in a way um, that's much more different. Um, because in a down market, up market, sideways market, there's always opportunity if you have the mental knowledge investment as well as the actual capital to get involved. Yeah, and that's very, very, very important because, you know, like we talked about it too, uh, yes, was that yesterday or today about when, uh, like seven years ago, when you, you had all the, that money and how we would eat out every day. And that was a huge loss of opportunity for us because we could have invested. How much, how much was it? 17,000 a year mm -hmm. that we lost um, just eating out. Eating out, what, twice a day, going to restaurants, things like that. And uh, we could have used that to put into crypto or to buy silver and gold or even insurance reserve if we would have just started off an insurance reserve policy um that year for like that would have been yeah just seven that far, years you know, seven almost years eight years mm -hmm. Actually, we would have had cash years. on cash already and <laughs> would have been that that policy would have been taken off we would have been already mm -hmm. in a much yeah much different world and just like you know, she said with the gold and silver too, um, at that time for gold prices and stuff now, you know, we could have easily turned, you know, $17,000 that we blew on eating out into uh, six figures. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like, you have to really think about, think strategically, especially now more than ever, because you could find yourself spending a thousand dollars on takeout for that for a month well then now that next month something tragic happened like with the pandemic lost your job something where you could have used that to set aside a deductible for your car set aside your um, month your six months of expenses or you know even a year's worth of expenses because it's you know had that put away in your reserve so that if any you know if that did happen well then now that's there you're good for a year you have your deductible put away for your car you have I mean it's just really really strategic planning because you can find yourself with nothing you can find yourself I like I'd rather be overcapitalized than to be undercapitalized and over leveraged and one of our um the issue, the instances that we had was uh, purchasing too many cars at once. And that, you know, put us in a bind, especially with our credit, um, when everything went down after the pandemic and after, you know, losing uh, my job with the post office. And it was just, was not pretty. And then our business at the time, when we first got started, our first thing was, you know, dog breeding. And uh, we breed double Argentinos. And when the pandemic came, we didn't do enough due diligence and research, one, to learn that um, pet shops actually do better in bad times. And if we would have just sat and held, uh, we could have actually got a higher premium for dogs that already come at a premium, as well as um, we sold our dogs for significantly less than um, what they were worth on a normal market value just because we weren't sure if anybody was gonna come up off of money, the fear, all of those different things. 
And um, had we been overcapitalized or properly leveraged at the time, um, we could have just sat it out and ground through it and it wouldn't have been an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was a really, really big lesson. And then some of else what you had said in there too was you know strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have strategy and you have tactics and you need to have both. And I'm going into strategy and tactics, we can do that on another yeah. podcast, but we had, I mean, we made, we made plans. I, I was, I've always been a planner. Um, but they definitely were not well thought out. And uh, I didn't take, I didn't, I didn't appreciate educating myself as much as I should have. And so, because I did more than what I was, I would see other people doing, I thought that was enough. And uh, now being in, in deeper involved in these spaces, I realized you know, how inadequate what I thought was enough was. And so I really, really, really dove deep into that education portion uh, extensively over the last year. And, you know, now we have a library, uh, books, uh, countless courses, and uh, not just learning the stuff, but applying what we learn. And so that was another big lesson from the last year taking on into this year is that this year for us is more about action um, because we learned that knowledge is potential, but knowledge applied is power. Mm -hmm. And everything, every time we do this together and, 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 and improve and work and grow, you know, like now we're really starting to see leaps and bounds come in and when we do see things that happen to us because nothing ever fully goes as planned excuse me got a little flip in my throat um when we do hit setbacks they don't hurt nowhere near as much as they used to Mm -hmm. nowhere nowhere near as much and then there's also opportunities in some of those that things that would normally be viewed as, as hard setbacks. It's when you have options and you create options for yourself, you know, it's, it's another option within that in itself already. Yeah. And it makes things less stressful because then now uh, with things being less stressful, you're able to think more effectively. And I know for me, because I still have a little bit of stubbornness in me when, you know, we're working together and we're planning together. um, A little, little. like when I could see the difference between when I'm not resisting um, being on the same page as him, or at least trying to see eye to eye and really like, okay, why are you thinking this way? I noticed that um, when I'm up against him, giving him pressure that we don't work well, well, um well not work well but things don't come out how you know it's supposed to or but 
when it's the other way around, whenever I don't give that resistance and I actually, you know, listen and, you know, really think about what he's saying and process everything like, okay, I'm putting on my thinking cap. Let me, you know, strategize this. How can this work for everybody? How can this work for us? What is the, what are the situation that we're in? What is the situation? Then, you know, things come out a lot better. Even if it does, even if we don't get the result that we were looking for, it's still a lot better because then now we know that we've exhausted all options. So then we can take a different route. Whereas if I'm, you know, like, no, I'm not listening, then, you know, we don't know. And it's not like a, like, don't get me wrong. I'm very alpha. I'm super alpha male. I have no problem with my masculinity. Um, and if other people find my masculinity toxic, I can also be a bully and I have no problem bullying people either, but I don't bully my wife and yeah, I no. don't force her into a type of thinking or anything like that. So when she's saying, you know, resistant versus not, it's, it's a part of that learning, um, that we have different energies in a yin to a yang for a reason. And, you know, because of our culture, you know, with this strong independent woman stuff and this uh, effeminate man kind of stuff, um, there's barriers that have to be broken in order for us to work together. Um, because like for uh, my dad and his um, wife, which would be my stepmom, uh, they don't even do finances together like none they pay a few bills together and everything else is 100 separate but they're constantly having issues money certain things are always coming up short um and when i see couples do that in general usually money's an issue and usually it leads to other issues and usually the masculine and feminine role in the dynamic of what that's supposed to be um is not respected sorry about that i don't know if y'all can hear the dog howling trying to howl <laughs> but uh it really does matter to do that and, and you know a man should be the head of the house but a man shouldn't look at that as like what i say is what we do because that's not what that means um as well as women's intuition is powerful and so while we are in our head logic all this and that we need to run that through our feminine conduit and uh, allow her to filter out some of that uh that logic and, and put it into the realm of the feel as well and see what what's there on the things that can't be seen that unseen you know and it's the two of us together that create that God body, you know? And it's that alpha, that beta, and then that, that, that child, you know, you have the Holy Trinity. And so with all of us working together um, and understanding that's how that flows, you know, it's the man and the woman together that 
help create balance together and, and improve upon those things. And so having to learn and really work and break, you know, a lot of the conditioning mm -hmm. that we previously had to make a single difference. mom having to raise children so they can't trust nobody or I mean can't trust nobody but never had to really work with anybody in the home when it comes to finances and planning and all that so and that's one of the issues that I have I'm so used to having to make the decisions myself and do everything myself that I just you know want to do it myself because I know if I do it myself majority of the time I'm going to do it right and that's what it's gonna be but you know I've realized that it's a lot better having someone else there because that because he like you said we help filter out a lot of you know a lot of the stuff that's not supposed to be there like if I'm not seeing things clearly then he's able to like well you know okay yeah you're right like dang so yeah but um, another thing that we wanted to bring to and so leave some comments about it before we get up out of here. Um, if you're able to, is a, we want to make it a little more fun, a little more revealing, a little more uh, relatable. And so, you know, your critique of this is helpful as well, because we are uh, a growing business and we're growing with the community as well as we want you to grow with us. And so that's why we are looking to be open and transparent with what's going on with us and the things that we learn, because we want you to see that, you know, other people have experienced or are experiencing these things as well. And so, you know, we can grow together, you know, in the comments, you know, tell us what your thoughts are, the good, bad, the ugly, the indifferent, and um, all of it's a, a value. Yeah, we don't want y'all to feel that, you know, because a lot of the a lot of these companies are they'll they'll show all of their good side, but they won't show the show the ugly side. When it's like the ugly side is usually the most important side, because then it instills trust, and you know people can see what's really going on, and then they can decide on you know going with the good because a lot of the times the good outweighs the ugly. It's just that not being fully truthful with how you came from you know the bottom and now you're all the way at the top like what happened in that in between like I want to go way 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 back on that backstory and see how you made it because maybe I want to do it too maybe I want to do what we're what we're doing and that's what we want we want to build help y'all build family fa family ecosystem that has you know that trust that has you know a strong financial uh foundation a relationship foundation all of that so that's what we want so that's why it's important for y'all to see what's going on and what you know how we did what we did and you know and are doing what we're doing and what we watching us <laughs> well, yeah and then you know you guys get to watch you know wealth being created from the ground up because you know from the time when we first started this podcast till now I imagine a lot of you guys have noticed different changes different growth and different things that we've learned and things like that and, you know and, and hopefully you notice too that when we learn something that makes something else we knew before obsolete we come back and be like hey you know at the time that worked but this is what you need to do now because times have changed we've changed you've changed so. instead of pretending like we knew the whole time mm -hmm. <laughs> but 
Anything else, baby? No. No. Well, thank y'all for tapping in to Married Life and Bank Trapping. And uh, y'all have a blessed day. Bye. Until next time. Peace.